Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. How's it going? It's good. It's so good. I'm, I'm getting sad that we're rounding down to the ends of our Fridays with Friends on the Enneagram. I know. It's really sad. We're headed into the heart section yep. here soon. So, no, now. 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 This starts the Oh, heart. my gosh. That makes yeah. me even more sad. I know. I know. It's like I want to I want to go do them again and with the opposite genders or something, you know, just yeah. so we can keep it going. Just keep it going. We mm-hmm. love the Enneagram. Fridays with Friends have been so fun. Yes. Um, so I good. hope... You guys have been enjoying them as much as we have. Um, just getting to talk to people of the different types has just been really inspiring mm-hmm. um, and honestly really insightful because I thought I knew a lot about the Enneagram, but I feel like I know a lot more now. Um, so we are jumping into type four today with our lovely friend Maya. Hey, girl. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Um, Katie, do you want to give us a quick breakdown of the type four. Absolutely. So the type four is known as the individualist on the Enneagram. Um, There, we talk a lot about like desire as far as the Enneagram is concerned. Mm -hmm. And the type four's basic desire is to find themselves and their significance, uh, to create an identity, if you will, not to fit in, but to be their own Mm -hmm. unique person. They fear that they have no identity or personal significance. Um, So that makes them uh, really unique. Type fours are not um common no. there's there's not that many of them which helps their type because they want to be unique so that they are <laughs> this is true this is true it was definitely a, a feat to find a four was. um because not only are they rare um they often aren't willing to come and talk mm-hmm. about their type which right. is interesting and very four like i think i reached out to my like closest four friends that i knew and She's like, yeah, this just isn't my vibe. And I was like, that's totally it's fine. fine. Right. Um, and now we've got Maya, which is amazing. Um, so, Maya, what makes you feel too much slash not enough? That's kind of the theme of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like to ask every type that. What makes you feel too much or not enough as a type four? Um. Well, first of all, disclaimer. This really is not my vibe either, but I'm <laughs> I just want to say, go ahead and like, this is not going to be great. I'm just telling you right now that <laughs> I'm going to do my very best. Um, so a lot of, I was thinking about this whenever you gave me the questions. Um, a lot of times, like you said, we want to, and this is just me. I don't want to speak for all fours, but I feel a lot of times like I'm just um, not hitting the mark on who I could be, or I have high aspirations for myself. And I, like you said, I want to have, um, like create my own identity and I want to be individual and do things different and stand out. And I think a lot of times, uh, I just naturally, before I even knew that about force, Mm. I was like, Oh, I'm just not doing enough or I'm just not. And I think that's part of my like wing three situation going on but um I was just like oh like I'm not standing out enough I'm not uh 
you know, or, and I'm the stereotype of fours is that we're creative. And I feel like in every single, you see all these Instagram accounts that have the different Enneagrams on them and they're so fun. And you would love to go and look at yours and your friends. And the one word I always see is creative. And I'm like, okay, now I have this pressure to feel creative. (laughs) Okay. How am I going to be creative today? (laughs) So I kind of, um, that kind of is something that, I mean, there's a lot of things that I could talk about with this, but mainly just living up to my own expectations of myself and what do I need to strive for and who am I trying to be and um, am I wasting time? Am I, you know, all the things. So you said something in there and I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but you said something along the lines of, and I was like this and then I, I found me like found out that I was a type four. Um, <clears throat> like when did you discover the Enneagram? Like, and how, how did it make you feel um, when you, when you figured that out? Um, yeah. So I am trying to think about what year I read um, the book, the big popular book about Enneagrams, uh, Richard, the road back to you you or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was super into it. It, I'm typically a fast reader and it took me a minute because I was like going through it and analyzing every single one of these because part of, I don't know, part of me being a four is like, where do I, like, what is my identity? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, okay, so am I a, what am I? Am I a five or a three or, and it was just fun to kind of, um, investigate that a little bit. Cause I was in my coming of age. I, I was in the beginning of my twenties. Um, I remember that much I'm 26 now. Um, so I am not that experienced, but I'm a little bit more experienced than I was at 21. And so, um, in those years. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. They're very formative and you, aren't living with your parents anymore typically and you're not um you're making new friends and your old friends in high school you know you're just doing all things new and so I just remember reading that chapter on fours and I was like okay like this just clicks you know and and part and that book is brutally honest about who you are as a person and I was like I don't want to be this like I was like, this is not what I want to be. I don't want to be envious. I don't want to, you know, and I recognize, like, I feel like self-awareness is a superpower. And I've recognized that through that and therapy and a lot of different things. But all in all, I was like, okay, this just clicks. And this is a great tool to utilize for the future and, like, trying to discover more about myself and how I am and how I react and um, just what my things to work on are. I'm a big believer in feedback and it was just a great way to read and get gain feedback about myself. That's so true. The Enneagram can really like poke at, that's what we love about it um, is that it pokes at those like hard places Mm -hmm. because that's honestly kind of where you live 
a good chunk of your life is mm-hmm. in those hard moments and yeah. like that's where growth happens mm-hmm. and so many of these different personality tests and types are like this is all the fluffy fun stuff about right. your personality and it makes us feel good and there's parts of the enneagram that 100% make us feel good but there are those like childhood wounds and other unhealthy aspects of um the enneagram types that can really like rock your world a little bit. Well, there's this quote that I love that says, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. <laughs> and I, I think that way about the Enneagram because at the end of the day, once you accept that, once you find your type, because you, you know once you find it, right? Mm-hmm. Once you find your type and you accept it for what it is and you really hold that mirror up in front of your face... It's like, okay, you feel validated, right? I remember I remember really figuring out I was a two because I read The Road Back to You and I looked at the negative qualities of a two because I thought, I'm too nice to be a two, man. And then I read the negative qualities of the two and I was like, yep, there it is, <laughs> right there. And, um, yes. So, but once I found it, I felt so validated yeah. in who I was. And so it's not fluffy, Mm-mm. but there's comfort. In it, you know, it's kind of like your yeah. your favorite recipe at your mom's house, right? Like it might not be Instagram beautiful, but when you don't feel good and you just need, you know, like give me that nasty looking plate of whatever that is because it's delicious. Give me that biscuits and gravy. Give right. me that biscuits and gravy. It's not pretty. It's, it doesn't look like magnolia table, but it is what I need right now. Exactly <laughs> what I need. No hate to Joanna Gaines, I love her, but just saying. So. Yes. It's true. As a type four, what makes you feel the most misunderstood? And kind of the backup to that is, um, what do you feel like you wish people most knew about your type? Um, so I kind of touched on this a second ago, but whenever you are looking through those Instagram uh, posts of the graphic that's so cute, and you're like, type four she's this, this, and this, but the big one is always like creative. I just, I was so, um, when I was learning about this and I was trying to find out what type I was, I was kind of thrown off by it because I don't really see myself as creative, to be honest. I'm not an artist. I'm not a musician. I'm not, um, someone who, goes to poetry readings on the weekend. Like I, I'm just, that's not me. And so I was kind of thrown off by it and I was trying to find, um, ways. I was like, I kind of, when I wasn't really looking for it, you know, I, when I fully accepted what it was, uh, I understood, but, um, at the beginning I was like, no way I could be this one. I'm going to pass right over it. And, and then when the rest, didn't really align. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. And so I think something that just is misunderstanding about us is sometimes we are the creative artist. We sometimes are the musician. We sometimes are the um, person who writes in their free time and mm-hmm. um, in other ways, sometimes we're not. And I, I just want I wish I knew other fours in my life that could give me that encouragement and saying like, okay, you don't have to fit in this box that everyone's put you in. And it's not 
and I don't think any four wants to be put in a box at all. Um, True. I think that's probably other types out there that want to create the boxes. And we're like, this isn't a box. This is the wind. We follow the wind. We yes. don't follow a checklist. And um, so anyway, I think that's a misunderstanding about us is that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um, another misunderstanding that is true, but I think gets warped into a negative at times is that we have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. and we're not afraid of expressing them. Um, we, I mean, I, I'm the first to say all my friends that are close with me know that I am a crier. Like <laughs> I will cry and I cry in sympathy. I cry in empathy. I cry whenever I'm angry and I'm mad at the world. Um, and of course I cry when I'm sad and, um, but a lot of times I, I think people just assume that we don't have very much substance other than feelings and not that feelings are a bad thing, um, necessarily. And they're not, they are powerful. And as long as we can harness those and learn how to utilize what our body is telling us, I think it's great. Um, but Feelings are not my only attribute. I have, I, I mean, I have a college degree I'm, and I'm doing things with my life and I enjoy going on walks and I enjoy having deep conversations, of course, because I'm a four, but there's more than just me crying all the time, you know? And yeah. so, and I think especially as being a woman, we're kind of told like to I don't want to say lessen our feelings, but kind of hide them. And I think as a four and a woman, it's just essential to be aware of like, okay, like not everyone's a feeler and not everyone's a crier. And my boss is an eight, a full force eight. And um, she and I have a lot in common because we're both very passionate but when I get passionate, I cry. And when she gets passionate, she is like fierce and that's wonderful. And I love that. But she and I were in a meeting one-on-one and she was like, you cannot sit here and cry. She's like, I don't respond well to that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a learning moment for all of us. Yeah. yeah like, how, how can we all get more emotionally intelligent yeah. in this meeting? No kidding. Yes. That reminds me. And that makes me think that uh, my boss might be an eight because I'm pretty sure he well, said the same thing to me. Yes. And I, you know, I love her and I would, I would literally take a bullet for her, but it was in that moment that I understood, okay, like this is just another way of how our reactions are not the same and about yeah how one of us views crying as this, like I view it as a vulnerability while someone else, it makes them uncomfortable, you know, and it's just a great, people are wonderful and it's just fun to learn about all kinds of people. But I think that, um, we often get misunderstood are misunderstood because people think that we just don't have very much substance other than our feelings. And thankfully I've, I'm surrounded by people who know my worth and know that I have feelings, but I also am intelligent. I also am kind. I also, you know, I feel like I'm on a, I'm doing like the diatribe from, uh, from Barbie movie. 
Yes. <laughs> we're like, we're like, you can't be mean, but you can't be always oh, nice, you know. And um, but you know, you don't, don't know. just feel sadness deeply. You feel every emotion deeply, don't you? I mean, um, happiness you feel probably more intensely than other people. Like I, I've read that about the four anyway. I'm not, I'm not a four, so I haven't experienced it. But isn't that true? It's not just the the tearfulness and sadness that you experience deeply. For sure. Um, I would say I'm pretty, as a four, I'm pretty empathetic um, towards people. So whenever they're excited, like I'm ecstatic for them. And whenever like they're passionate about something that they're telling me about, I get passionate about it with them. So that's always fun. Um, I do feel like there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows that come with that though. And so doing that, uh, just utilizing therapy has really been helpful in my life because I'll be, I'll come, I'll go to my therapist and say, okay, um, so I'm having this feeling about this. Like I need some help navigating that, especially in my younger years, you know, as we get older, like you said, we become more emotionally intelligent, but um, navigating that, but yes, I'm, I'm a very feelings girl and I get, I'm so excited for people. And, um, I think I saw this on TikTok or something where it was like called the glimmer where you like, where, you know, it's opposite of a trigger and you see these moments that make you excited and happy. And, um, what did you say? I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and I may be getting the definition wrong of this, but I feel like just as much as we can see, I don't want to use the word trigger. I don't really like that word, but as much as we see the downs, we also see the highs and we are so into it and we are passionate about every feeling. And I, one piece of information that I was given by one of my best friends, whenever she first met me, she thought I was like a fake person, which, um, fours if you say that we're fake we will come for you like that is not <laughs> who we are <laughs> yeah and, and she didn't tell me this until we were already pretty close and she was like whenever I first met you I couldn't really figure you out I thought you might just be faking your feelings and your your um I don't want to say emotions but like Mm-hmm. you're, and I don't want to say dramatics either, even though my close friends would tell you I am a dramatic person, like, <laughs> right. um, but really just how passionate I am about like the moment and the feelings. And, uh, so that was a great piece of feedback just because I didn't realize that me being excited for someone with something that was going on in their life could come off as, oh, this person's not being real. Right. Like that genuine self. Yeah. Yeah. I love what um, Maya said about the four and the creativity. Yeah. Because you talk a lot about the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. about how the Enneagram is so different from every other personality type. Right. Because every other personality type looks at your actions and what you produce and all those things to type you. Right. right. Where the Enneagram looks at the reason behind why you do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. What your desires are, what your fears are, your motivators. Right. And so I think that because uh, people don't know how to paint the four, quote unquote, um, <laughs> they try to paint them into the creative box because they're so individualized 
that they're like, well, they must be creative because they create their own identities and they're their own people and right. blah, blah, blah. And so I think that might be why they get stuck with the creative box, so to speak. Well, and I think, too, like, they see, and Maya, you can correct us if we're wrong, like, if we really get into it, like, God's creation, they see it from such a different perspective mm-hmm. And that's where that that creative aspect, at least for me, when like reading about the four, like yeah. um, I think of sleeping at last song when mm-hmm. he like talks about in the lyrics about the four, he's like um, we were nothing but dust and dirt, um, but for a moment, if we could just be glorious, mm-hmm. and that is where I really see that like beauty and that creative side mm-hmm. of they really see from dust to dirt right. how beautiful and how um, impressive it was yeah. that this creator could mm-hmm. create something so beautiful. Well, and creativity isn't always this box that we try to put it in, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just whether we create music or we create art or we whatever. You know, mm-hmm. creativity can take on many different forms um, mm-hmm. within us. It doesn't always have to be... You know, I was mistyped as a four often, especially when the Enneagram first kind of got popular, like on Instagram and stuff, because because I was an art major. Right. (laughs) And I was like, um, you know, maybe. And, you know, I wanted to take a test because I was like, oh, well, maybe I like from reading the two, Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel like I'm a two. But like maybe if I test it, maybe I'm a four. Um. Because I kind of felt that, but really only the creative side, which I was like, I don't feel like, like you said, Katie, like mm-hmm. that's just like the physical, you know, wanting to typecast. Um, and for like my, if I were a four, it was like my number two. Yeah. But um, so I definitely identify, like could see myself as a four, but definitely a two. Um, anyway, what makes you feel most seen and loved as a four? Um... And just a disclaimer, last note on the creativity thing. I would not say that I'm not a creative person. It's just unfortunate that that's the only word people can find to use. And, and I'm not blaming them. Like I'm still trying to figure out words to describe myself also. And, um, and so it's not that I'm like hounding them because that's the only word they can come up with or whatever. But, um, because I definitely am a creative person. It's just, it doesn't come out in the typical, in the typical ways, right. typical way. And like, I'm an event planner and I work in PR for an oil company, which I love. And that's where my creative co- comes in. I'm a problem right. solver. I, yeah. yeah. And so it's just, it's a lot more extensive than just one, you know, like the box we talked about. So, right. No, I don't want to, I don't want to put, I don't want to make any other type force angry by saying that we're not creative because, <laughs> because we are. I was going to um, say, the other type force I know, I think are all dancers. So. <laughs> exactly. And they'd be like, how dare you say that creative is not a way to describe us. <laughs> yeah. But just so unique. <laughs> yes. It's all, everyone's unique. Okay, so the question was, uh, what makes you feel most seen and loved? Mm-hmm. So you said. Yeah. Um, honestly, there's a lot of, I don't know, I need to put my thoughts together on this. Um, well, you know, 
part of being a type four is that you are vulnerable with your feelings and what you think and um, just who you are as a person, because um, I think that it takes a lot of vulnerability to be a four, um, especially one that is uh, willing to share their feelings so openly. And um, so whenever people thank me for that, or they sit in that moment with me, I think that uh, I, I'm one of those girls that just can't, I hate small talk, but you know, you get stuck with it and you want to be like, okay, like this morning I asked my coworker, <clears throat> excuse me. I was like, well, who's your best friend? Like, I want to know like the deep stuff. Like, yeah. what are you doing on the weekends? Sure. How's your family? Of course. I want to know that, but like, who's your best friend? And like, how does it make you feel that we are doing this, this and this right now? And, um, and whenever people will be willing to sit with me in those moments, it does make me feel some sort of affirmation that I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that like there is value to feelings and there is value to being vulnerable with them. Mm-hmm. Um, as I know, I'm also a very big words of affirmation gal. So um, a lot of times whenever people, whenever people say, Oh, whenever you said this the other day, it really set with me. Or if you, um, you treated me this type of way, that was really helpful. And so that makes me feel loved is that the efforts that I make to make other people know that they're seen and loved, not just by me, but by God. Um, you know, cause that's, I'm going to cry sitting here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, it just, it's affirmation that you're not doing something wrong and that you're, you're like, okay, I'm doing something right. Like my prayer, oh gosh, I'm literally going to cry. No, it's okay. (laughs) My friend would not cry for this. My prayer every morning is, oh gosh, is God, um, let them see you and me before they see me. And I think that, um, not that this is a, I don't know if this is a religious podcast or not, but I'm not trying to make it that type of way. But, um, I think just knowing that I'm staying to the true North in some type of way, because Mm -hmm. I think that, um, in the world, we, like we talked about the box, I think, I think they want to say, okay, you have to be a Christian or you are not a Christian or, you're, um, like I said, a creative or someone who's a little bit more analytical or you are into girly girl stuff or, or you're not and you're a tomboy, which none of these things are bad. It's just, I think that it's more of a spectrum than just one thing or the other. And so whenever I'm like, okay, I'm not doing things wrong. Okay. Like, so that I like that a lot. Um, not to get off on a tangent, yeah, uh, but I think another thing that just makes me feel seen is like you said, I think that we can, um, gosh, you guys, I don't know why I'm crying through this. 
It's fine. It is. Oh, no, it's you're totally good. fine. We've cried in a many of our podcasts, so. Oh my gosh. More than that. Um, like you said, like we see, or personally, I don't know, I can't speak for all fours, but I think it's easier for us to see God in everything whenever mm-hmm. we see the flowers, when we, we see birds building a nest, whenever we see, um, like the mountains or um, when we see someone happy, when we are able to sit with someone in their grief. Um, I think it's just easier um, to feel like you have significance because my favorite Bible verse is Matthew uh, 6, 26, and I'm not going to be able to quote it exact, but it's about the lilies of the field and the birds. Like why would, God take why would you worry whenever God takes care of the birds Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times like oh well we're trying to find ourselves and we're trying to be unique and we're trying to make our mark on the world it's just there's a bit of peace and comfort that comes with okay let's just sit in this and see how God already is moving and Mm -hmm. that makes me feel seen by him and loved by him because I know that there was no mistakes in making me. There was no, like, there wasn't, like, some anomaly that happened that made me turn into a four. Like, God knew I was going to be a four. And, you know, like, nothing happened that was bad to make me a four. He didn't but pour that I, potion out by accident. You know, it's, that that's true. It's true. And it I'm like, fine. it wasn't an accident that I'm here. And, um, and it's just like it's not an accident that, God made the birds and God made giraffes with long necks. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm getting really into it, but um, those moments, those little glimmers of, okay, happiness. And I seeing, I'm seeing more into the future and more into the bigger picture here. Yeah. Those are the moments that I'm thankful and just feel so loved and everything. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> it's it's that's exactly like when and you're right, creative is such a like a frustrating word mm-hmm. um because it's seeing creation in a in the way it was intended mm-hmm. that other types don't necessarily see right. and that the four can bring out and be like, guys, like why are we worrying about all of this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't need a list of all the things we need to do on vacation because oh my gosh we're at the grand canyon can we not just enjoy it and see it for what it's worth like why do we have to have this schedule because look at this um because so many of the other types get so lost in the chaos yes um where the fours i feel like can find so much peace and bask Mm -hmm. in the kind of a little bit of the chaos but in the beauty of it all yeah oh yes if there's any word to describe me that as other than all the other things we talked about is I think a lot of my friends would say I'm chaotic <laughs> but hopefully not in that horrible way but more of like a okay she's just gonna go with the flow and yeah. she's a little bit crazy but it's okay it's all right it's all right this is the way I was made it's right no. yeah and and there was no accidents that's right that's right so the, our last question is a little bit more uh, lighthearted. it's a fun one um and so uh, we always tell everybody, don't overthink it. Like, 
everybody thinks that they should have a good answer for this. And the way it is, if you answer it right off the tip of your tongue, how you just know to answer it, it is the most Enneagram you there is. Um, <laughs> there is a plate on the floor. Why are you picking it up? Okay. A lot of things ran, run through my mind on this. I'm like, okay, my anxiety, someone's going to step on this and hurt themselves. Like, I don't know. I'm picturing this like glass plate. I don't know if it's a paper plate or what, but I'm picturing like a, like a glass plate on the floor that you'd let your dog lick once you were done with it. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but then the other part of me is like, um, a lot of times, ah, I'm making this way too complicated. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, no let's, not, my feelings. let's get deep about this plate on the floor. It's very for you. Continue. <laughs> Proceed. The so the question is, why am I picking it up? Yeah. Okay. So there's this uh, verse in Colossians, um, call, uh, and it's in Colossians three, and it just says, uh, "I'm going to quote it because I'm going to botch it if not." But it's uh, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, mm -hmm. and. A lot of times whenever I'm like, there's a plate on the floor. Like who left the plate on the floor? Like instead of just, um, you know, instead of like huffing about it, which is my initial reaction at first, it's like, okay, like I'm serving someone else. This is my purpose. And yeah, so that's kind of where my initial thought goes after that. So I, I love, love that. I love it so much. It's <laughs> you're the only type thus far that has described what type of plate it could be. Yep. So Which is so four of you. Very four of you. <laughs> yeah. um, so and that's what we love about this question. It started back in our original Enneagram episode, which yeah. we say pretty much in every Fridays with Friends too. Um, it was just like a random. We were trying to figure out the best way to, to describe. describe each type and we were like okay type one would do this type two would do this three four um and we decided to include it into our Fridays with yeah. Friends just to kind of see um how they would all respond so thank you for humoring yes. us yes <laughs> that was the perfect the perfect four answer um I just love it so much uh Maya you've been a blast uh just wisdom and and mm -hmm. just your words just they're so so good and I just thank you for sharing that with us and and sharing it with our listeners um what how we want to lead the episode is just you know if you are a four um I would love if you would comment um on one of our posts about the Enneagram four and let us know that you're a four and mm -hmm. kind of what resonated with you most out of this episode because fours are rare and they're very mm -hmm. unique and so um we would love to hear from, from some fours. Um, but I guess I just want to tell you that if you don't fit into some sort of box or if you're not the most creative person or you feel like you have too many feelings or you feel all the feels too much, that you were created with intention and your type brings so much beauty to the world and, and brings out the beauty yeah. in the world so much and so we want to leave you with the knowledge that you are not too much. Not too much. You're not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. You're just enough. 